Alrighty, folks. Uppercut episode 10. We are here with PFL fighter Corey Hendricks. Uh, Corey holds a professional record of 9-4-0, and he has an uh, upcoming fight against Marthine Hamlet on August 5th. Corey, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, how have you been handling, you know, the anticipation for this fight in this fight week? Um, I mean, it's fine. It's just another fight. I've done it a number of times now, so it's it's not as big a deal as like the first time I did it, you know, it's just kind of, I have like my fight week routine and um, yeah, I'm a creature of habit. So mm-hmm. I just kind of stick with that. Yeah, exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Um, especially with, you know, like you said, getting age, it just becomes a little bit, not easier, but you know, a little bit less uh, stressful, I can imagine. Um, so starting off, what got you into this sport and uh, how old were you when you started training? <clears throat> well, uh, I was 20, 20 years old, I believe when I started training, um, I had, I played basketball and soccer my whole life and a couple years of football in high school too. But, uh, I played basketball in community college. And, um, after I did my two years there, I uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do with myself. And so I didn't continue playing basketball and go on to a four-year college. So I just started working some jobs and, uh, you know, I had, I went from basketball, you know, six or seven days a week for like three hours a day to, uh, you know, just having that as all free time, which I'd always been playing a sport my whole life. So I wasn't used to having that free time. And uh, I started just working out a lot, like lifting a lot of weights and stuff. And I happened to meet some guys at the gym who trained. And so I uh, just started training with them because it sounded like fun. Mm. And, uh, you know, just kind of fell in love with it. And it gave me a competitive outlet and uh, kind of some, some sort of athletic pursuit to fill my time with. And I just decided to see how far I could take it. Yeah. Had you um, ever been in a fight before that? No, not really. I mean, I guess like first grade <laughs> stuff like that. I don't yeah. think that really counts. So, but yeah, no, uh, no real street fights. Yeah. Mostly just kept to basketball. Yeah. No, I mean, it can get testy in basketball for sure, but yeah, that's interesting. Um, usually it, so you started training when you were 20. What, what, um, what did you start training exactly? Uh, I just jumped right into MMA. I just met a couple of guys who did MMA. Um, I'm from a small town. Uh, so it's not like there was a lot of options or anything. There was no fight gyms or anything like that, but there was a, a fighter who worked out at the same gym as me, who I believe was one in one. And, uh, then there was like one of his buddies who had done some jujitsu for a while. And then there was like another guy who had done a little bit of boxing back in the day and, a couple, a couple other guys who wrestled in high school and, uh, yeah, we just started training and well, they were already training. I just kind of jumped in with them and then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just kind of took it from there. Well, there you go. Um, Mikey, you had a question. Yeah. So speaking of that, it looks like before you got in the PFL for like two or three years, you fought in places like Poland, Kazakhstan, Russia in the ACA or ACB. I couldn't figure out which one it was. It was listed Oh, okay, both. That makes it was sense. ACB and then it changed its name to ACA after I forget what year, but mm, yeah. okay, gotcha. So, how was that experience like? Was that like a rewarding experience? You feel like paid off? Just like a necessary stepping stone in your career? Like, how was that living over there? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was quite an experience. Uh, I'm really glad I did it. Um, you know, uh, it was just kind of the opportunity that came up for me. Uh, after I did the ultimate fighter and then have my UFC fight and the UFC cut me. And, uh, it was just, uh, an opportunity that came up. I was like, Hey, do you want to go fight, uh, for ACB at the time? And, um, they were paying good. And, 
yeah, so I, I thought it'd be cool to, uh, you know, travel a little bit. I was, I always thought that'd be one of the, one of the cool perks of the job is to, you know, go see new places and stuff. And, uh, you know, there's, I can't think of any other reason that I would ever go to Kazakhstan. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, got to, got to go to Kazakhstan a couple of times and check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was cool. It was, uh, they, they, they treated me good. Um, I mean, I know they basically just brought me into lose because, I'd been on the ultimate fighter and had that UFC fight. So it was just kind of a, they wanted to kind of use me as a stepping stone for their guys, just because they could say that they beat someone who had fought in the UFC and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. So yeah, I know they wanted me to lose, but they were, they still treated me well. And, um, you know, I went over there and I won most of my fights over there and, uh, yeah, overall it was a great experience. Did they treat you better after you won or did they just kind of stay the same neutral? Uh, they treated you well, but you know, um, I think I think it was they always treated me pretty good. I mean, it was the the difficult part was like getting the fight set up. And once the fight was set up, everything was great. Um, the fans over there are awesome. The, the fans in Kazakhstan are the best fans I've ever seen. Very really? knowledgeable about the sport. Uh, they uh, they would like cheer like small like position changes on the ground and stuff like that. And also they were very uh, never any booing. They were very supportive. Never mm-hmm. wanted food at all. They were always really supportive of their guys. And then even like respectful to me, like I beat oh. one of uh, their guys in his hometown and like, they, you know, they were still respectful, like still like gave me like polite claps and like, you know, told me good <laughs> job and stuff like that afterwards. Uh, so yeah, they, it, they always treated me good. Jeez. The UFC fans should take some note that, uh, that sounds a lot different than how it is over here for sure. <laughs> Yeah, American fans suck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, yeah, you just go on Twitter during a, a UFC card and it's ridiculous. There's a lot of people that uh, tweet like they know what they're talking about. Um, Jeff, you had a question? Uh, yeah. Speaking of fighting in different places, this, is, this seems to be your first fight in New York City. Am I right? Yes. It, does fighting in like a big city like this bring a different energy to the fight or is it just another another fight uh i mean it's the same for me i mean i know it's like it's in the hulu theater at madison square garden so like if it was an actual madison square garden it might be a bit different and it, if it was an actual madison square garden there you know there'd be a lot of fans there so it might have more atmosphere but uh, it's not like a ton of fans are coming out to the PFL. So, uh, it's generally smaller crowds can be good crowds still, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say just being in New York city is like anything special at the end of the day, it's just a fight, you know, it's just same cage, just you and another guy. So it's all the same, really. Mm, that's a good point. Um, so the PFL for lack of a better term sort of screwed you out of a playoff spot. Um, how are you going to use that when you put on a show on Friday? Are you going to use that to, you know, just fuel the fire underneath you or how are you feeling about that? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a little pissed off about it, to be honest. It's pretty mm-hmm. frustrating. Uh, you know, I guess it's just extra motivation, but, uh, yeah, I'm frustrated with the whole situation, but at the end of the day, I can't do anything about it. All I can do in there or do is go in there and just fight and win. So that's what I'm going to do. Exactly. Um, well, making it a little bit more upbeat, uh, did you, was there a moment in your professional career where you're like, wow, I really made it. This is a job. That's an actual job now. Did you ever have one of those? Uh, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I wouldn't ever really say that I felt like I, I made it because I mean, there's not much money in MMA, so it's never like I've been living good or anything. Um, but like getting on the ultimate fighter, that was like a big step for me. And then I had a fight in the UFC. That's a fairly big deal. Um, but still, I mean, it's not really that much money. Like you got $10,000 for that. But, mm. And then you lose roughly half of that to coaches, manager and taxes. So it's not like you're like, oh, I fought in the UFC. I'm set now. I'm rich. Like, no, you're, you're still poor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been make I made more money fighting over in Russia and now in PFL. So, uh, I mean, I'm making more money than I used to, but it's still not like, oh, I'm set. It's uh, the, the whole fighter pay. Like it's, it's a, it's not a, it's not a good career really, because, you know, it's, you never know exactly how much you're going to get paid because of the stupid show win format. So like, I'm going to fight and, I'm going to fight on Friday and I'm either going to make one amount of money or I'm going to make twice that amount of money. Yeah. Or maybe one of us gets hurt in the few days leading up to it and I don't even have a fight. So I make no money. And then all after that, like, who knows when I'm going to get paid again. Um, so it, it's uh, it, fighting is a mental, emotional, uh, physical and financial roller coaster. Like, yeah, it's kind of tough to. Uh, kind of plan ahead because I never know how much money I'm going to make or when I'm going to make it. And then also it's a short career window and it's not like we're making enough money to where, you know, you fight for 10 years. It's not like you can just say, Oh, I fought for 10 years, even if it was in the UFC or whatever, like now I'm just set. I don't ever need to work again the rest of my life. It's like, no, now you have no income. Now you need to go get a normal job. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it sounds like it's just a, I mean, obviously it is like an extremely difficult career. What keeps you in it? What do you think of when you're training and stuff like that? Uh, just, I mean, the only reason anyone would or should ever do it is just because they, they love it. Like they love to yeah. fight and the, the lifestyle of it. Like I love that, uh, you know, all I have to do, well, now that I'm making enough money off fighting to actually live off of, um, I, it, all I have to do is just, you know, wake up and train as much as I can really, you know, just try and become as good of a fighter as I can and try and maximize my, uh, physical potential. And, uh, yeah, that's the lifestyle I love. I love that. I just, I love training. So, uh, I like that. I don't get paid to train, but I guess I kind of do. It's ultimately part of my job is to train and it's what will make me more money. So, uh, that's what I love to do. And if you don't love to do that, then you definitely shouldn't fight because it's not like, financially speaking, it's not a good career. So yeah, if you don't love it, I don't recommend it at all. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, Mikey, you had a question. Yeah. So you just mentioned the training aspect and I saw you trained with uh, coach um, Neil Melanson and he's coached yeah. with, you know, coach Chael Sonnen, Dominic Cruz, Randy Couture. How did he like change and step you up? Like all of your wrestling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, did he like completely morph it into something new or? Um, no, I wouldn't say he, he, well, I mean, kind of, yeah, but he didn't like come in and just like completely change everything I'm, I'm doing. What he, he's, he's one of the best coaches I've ever worked with in anything. Uh, I can't give him enough credit. And uh, what, what's good about him and what, what is good about great coaches is like, they're not going to like try and jam you into some, like some mold that they see of what it should be. They're going to look at you 
and see what you do well and the areas you need to improve. And then they're going to accentuate your strengths and kind of fill up and work on your weaknesses. So he doesn't come in and like try and change me into exactly what he does. He looks at each individual fighter and says, you know, for your skill set and your uh physical abilities and body type and the things that you like to do, this is what we should work on and how we can make you better and make you a more complete fighter. So that's what we're going to do. So he's, uh, he's helped me a lot, just, uh, cleaning up technique and, uh, just filling holes that I had and just, yeah, improving, improving everything really. Hmm. Jeff. Uh, yeah. Speaking of training, I've seen that you've been training with, uh, Khalil Roundtree. Uh, how, how has that like relationship developed out like since the you guys fought in tough? Um, I mean, it's been good. Like Khalil's a great guy. Um, great training partner, good friend. Um, I love training with Khalil. Uh, you know, we started training together not too long before the ultimate fighter. Um, and then obviously we had our time on there and then, um, a few fights after that. And then he, he bounced around a little bit. I forget where he went first, but he went to a few different places like left Las Vegas, went to a couple yeah. places and then he moved to Thailand for yeah. know, three years or something. And then like he that. really went crazy with the kicks. Yeah. So we, we trained for a while and then he was kind of gone and we trained when he was in town and, uh, and now he's been, he's been back for a little bit. So we've been getting a lot of work in and it's been great. I mean, uh, you know, just getting sparring rounds with them. He's, he just beats the shit out of me all the time. Like he's his stand up is amazing. He's one of the fastest guys I've ever sparred. And it's, I don't know, when you stand across from him and fight him, it makes everyone else seem a lot less intimidating. I can imagine. Um, one final question for you, and then we'll get you out of here. Um, for the people at home that don't know about you, if you were to tell them one YouTube video to look up or like one of your fights to look up that best encapsulates you as a fighter uh what fight would you pick oh um man i don't know that's kind of tough uh yeah there's a lot of good I, ones out there for the folks at home we watched i mean my, my my first fight with hamlet was pretty good um yeah. just i watched i mean i've watched it again in the lead up to this fight obviously and uh you know there there's a lot of him just holding me up against the fence but it yeah. actually is kind of a cool fight because there's like a a little bit of a story and progression to it almost, yes. you know, like, um, the comeback. You know, he's, yeah, he's kind of doing what he wants to do. And then when I'm getting free in the stand up, I'm doing pretty good. And then he cracks me with something. So it's not looking good for me. He's got me on the ropes a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I start <laughs> to come back a little bit and, and then eventually just kind of, kind of overcome the adversity and come back and get the win. So, that one's cool. Not my, my best performance, I guess, because, you know, I was losing a chunk of that fight. Uh, I think my, my like best performance would probably be against, uh, Constantine Orokin. Cause that was just like, a it was like a 42nd win. Yeah. That was a quick one. Yeah. So, I mean, that might be like my best fight. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of tough to say like the one that encapsulate me is the best. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just, Watch them all decide for yourself, I guess. <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah, no, I, I can vouch for the Marthine uh, Hamlet one. That one was a, I was at the edge of my seat, especially with the comeback. Um, I was like, oh, does he end up pulling this one out? It was insane. I don't know how you did it. 
Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you and your time. And, you know, we're going to be pulling for you on August 5th. Uh, go get it done. We, we're, we're behind you 100%. So uh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the support.